Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, episode three of the Inspiring Brains podcast with Nick Thielen. On today's episode, I did a Skype interview with a good friend of mine um, that I've been talking on social media with. Uh, This is uh, comedian Ryan Lachance from Vancouver. Uh, Ryan has been doing comedy for uh, two decades, uh, mostly in and around uh, Vancouver, um, but also in other parts of Canada. Um, and, and you'll hear him talk a little bit about his experiences uh, with all of that. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm releasing this episode on a Friday as opposed to the normal uh, Saturday is actually because uh, Ryan has a special event coming up this Sunday in uh, Vancouver at the Yuck Yucks uh, called Ramp for Ryan, uh, which is a fundraiser put on by him and uh, a couple other amazing comedians uh, in Vancouver. Uh, Simon King will be part of that show. He's an amazing comic. Uh, and uh, they will be raising money to help Ryan uh, get a ramp because uh, unfortunately, uh, as you'll hear, uh, Ryan has a quadriplegic cerebral palsy and uh, that means he's confined to a wheelchair and it makes a lot of the stages that he uh, attempts to get on uh, uh, very uh, inaccessible. So to make things easier for him, they are uh, attempting to raise uh, $3,000 for um, for his ramp. And actually, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, they're at about $2,700. And they've decided to go ahead and um, take the risk and decide to order the ramp. So they're actually op- hoping for a little bit of a buffer. So they're hoping for about an additional $500 uh after all is said and done, to help Ryan uh, cover the cost of this ramp. Um, Now, if you don't live in Vancouver, which I know a lot of my audience is in Alberta, you can still donate to the cause. Just go to Eventbrite, go to Ramp for Ryan, uh, click Buy Tickets, and just instead of buying a ticket, uh, click the Donate button and enter uh, any amount you want. Uh, Any donation will help, as I'm sure... uh, You'll hear Ryan uh, talk about. Uh, again, um, you'll hear him talk a lot about uh, his mentors, and I was just very glad to have uh, Ryan on the show today. Um, one of the things uh, that I do want to mention is this was my first Skype interview, and uh, what you'll hear is in the first uh, minute and a half, two minutes, the interview is uh, very quiet, which I tried to boost up. Uh, a little bit, um, but then the rest of the interview um, is uh, like the audio is fairly good. So I'm I'm pretty glad with the uh, audio. I apologize to uh, Ryan that it wasn't wasn't quite what I wanted uh, to happen in the very beginning there, but um, I did my best, and I was so very glad to have him on the show. Uh, so thanks very much to him for joining me. And uh, without further ado. Uh, here is comedian Ryan Lachance, and we'll see you for another episode next week, everybody. Have a fantastic week, and we'll Good see you next time. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Inspiring Brains podcast. On today's episode, I have with me uh, Ryan Lachance from Vancouver. Um, Ryan is a uh, comedian, uh, and like me, he also has uh, cerebral palsy. Uh, he has... Uh, Quadriplegic cerebral palsy, is that right, Ryan? Yes, it is. All right. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Um, and uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you've been doing comedy, uh, yeah, for almost uh, two decades, actually, uh, um, in and around uh, Vancouver and across uh, across most of Canada. I saw you uh, went to Halifax, and um, I just I'm uh, really glad to have you on the show today, Ryan. Um, let me ask you, uh, you know, being another comic with uh, cerebral palsy, like, how how did you get started uh, doing comedy? Like, what what was it like for you uh, the first time you tried it? And, and can you tell me a bit about that experience? Sure, no problem. Um, uh, the first time I, well, I'll start with why I got into comedy in the first place, and it's not your traditional answer that most give. Of why they became a stand-up comedian. I did always want to do stand-up comedy ever since I was 15 years old, but um, the main reason I got into stand-up in the first place was to try and get a date uh, from a girl that I knew who used to cut my hair all the time, and uh, she used to always say that uh, I'd have to stop making her laugh or she's going to screw up my haircut because I'd make her laugh if she's like, Trimming something where it's very important to keep in the straight line and stuff. And, and then she said, jokingly, that I should try stand-up. And, and I said, well, if I try stand-up, will you go on a date with me? And she said, yeah. And then the next day, I was, like, phoning uh, around trying to get on stage. And that was back in the, like, way back in the day, like, 20 years ago. So there weren't as many uh, venues that did stand-up comedy and stuff. So... The only place that I knew of was uh, Yuck Yucks, and so I I phoned a line, uh, I phoned a phone number on the Yuck Yucks website that I thought was like, uh, just um, how to, like, the open mic the or whatever. Yeah. It was actually the reservation line, and I left them a 12-minute message. <laughs> I, mean, I just kept saying I want to do stand-up over and over again, <laughs> and uh, Mark Breslin, the guy that owns the... Uh, the whole Cheney Kicks phoned me yeah. himself personally, and he's like, I heard about you from the Vancouver office, and they said that you left a 12 minute message <laughs> on the reservation line and you actually chewed up our tape. So, if anyone that's that inspired to do stand up deserves a shot. And uh, yeah, and then from there, I just uh, I, I just fell in love with comedy, man, and, and I've never looked back since. So. I love that man. Like, uh, yeah, I was doing a little bit of a uh, little bit of reading, and I actually read an article uh, yesterday. It said uh, the first time you were on stage, um, you couldn't see the light, so you did about 22 minutes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I was supposed to do five minutes, but because uh, because uh, venues aren't always wheelchair accessible, they parked me in front of. Yeah the stage and, and the, the light was like behind me and I had no idea that uh, that my time was up and I just kept going and going and going but uh, I had a great time and, and because of that I met another comedic or another comic sorry um, Dylan Reimer who has worked across this country and Dylan Reimer was the host of the show uh, that night and he gave me my second opportunity to do stand-up at this little restaurant on Commercial Drive in Vancouver called El Coquel. And a lot of 
really famous Canadian comics basically got their start in that restaurant because we all basically started at the same time. Like, uh, it started with like Simon King and, and yeah. Charlie Demers, Graham Clark, Erica Sigurdsson, uh, Jane Stanton, like all these people that are, are, uh, doing really well now. Uh, we all started in the same little restaurant on commercial drive. So it was kind of a cool, cool place to grow up comedically. It was, uh, that that is yeah that's amazing like for i don't know if i've ever really uh explained to someone like what my cerebral palsy is and how it how it affects me kind of in a way that everybody understands but what i what i tell people is that like the messages my brain sends to the rest of my body kind of get messed up and screwed up so you know it kind of half gets there and my body just kind of decides how to interpret the messages and move my body in whatever way is easiest for my body but um like can you describe to some people who might not know or or like for me i don't i don't know uh you know this is kind of one of the outside of you know social media and little chats this is the first time we've kind of talked can you explain um what are what are the kind of challenges you have and uh, how, how that affects you and maybe uh, the, the challenges you have with, with stand-up because of it or? Okay. Um, well, first I'll start with just my everyday life. Um, I have uh, I have an ability to wait there, which means I can like partially stand, but uh, um, only if I'm strapped into my wheelchair and then I can push down on my foot pillows to kind of get my pants up. That's sort of Okay. Um, right. Outside of that, like I don't walk at all and I have very little very little muscle control and uh like you said, um you basically described it perfectly perfectly like uh my brain might send messages to my muscle groups and saying we want you to do this and then uh It'll get, by the time the message gets there, it gets all scrambled and it's doing something completely different. Um, so, uh, I've just, I've always dealt with, um, like, I'm confined to a power wheelchair. Uh, and it's just something that I've always, I don't let my disability define me. I just accept it and move on. Like, uh, I just look, like, a lot of people want to put me in that, like, category of, uh, you're in a wheelchair. That must be. Uh, that must suck. But the way I look at it is, I just use the chair as a way to get around, and I try and not look at it as like something debilitating, debilitating or it holds me back. Um, right. It, yeah, it's taken me 20 years to finally get where I want to go, as far as getting like the portable lift organized and the right. and the ramps, so that I can make other venues around me country and around the world accessible to me um and and it's only until recently that i uh that i started like actually pushing stand-up comedy really really hard because well i'm at a point comedically that i know i'm ready i just needed some tools to get to the next step so yeah uh, and what i like from seeing some of your clips uh what i loved it is uh is is you kind of get uh some of the some of the other comics involved and you were like well first of all one of your one of your things was you were saying that like you know one of your ways to like ease the audience into it is like you know 
Um, like, I have cerebral palsy, and don't worry, like, I don't know what the fuck it is either, right? But, um, <laughs> but I, like, one of the things I saw, too, is you were kind of getting uh, other comics and, and, and people to, like, to help you a little bit with, like, uh, either holding the mic or, uh, or, like, helping to adjust you a little bit, and it's like, yeah. come on, man, earn your pay, right? And I love that, man. Yeah. You just might as well use it, and I, I really, uh, I admire that too, right? Because I, I, I see that a lot myself where, like, you know, some people think that because you have a disability, you know, you're not capable of as much or, you know, yeah. uh, it's a, it's, you know, they see it as something negative. So you want to kind of flip that on it, on its head and, and, and do something positive. Well, um, I always tell people that I have CP, which means uh, I get all that PC shit backwards, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Know? I've never been, uh, like, I remember specifically being 10 years old and my parents pulling me aside and they're like, uh, you're going to have to work 10 times as hard to get something that somebody can just go out and do. Uh, and you're in, a, you're in a wheelchair and you have a disability, so get the fuck over it. Like, don't yeah. feel sorry for yourself. And uh, and just move on and and prove to people that you're, you're worth a damn. So, yeah, I, I kind of always had that attitude where, yeah, it's kind of made me have a slight chip on my shoulder and like I have something to prove. But uh, I'm just the most comfortable version of myself when I'm on stage because when I'm on stage now, like you were mentioning how I used to bring other comedians in all my mic and stuff. Now what I do is I have a boom mic stand that I use that I can just park in the mic in front of my face or even more comfortably I I sometimes get the use of a lapel mic which then allows me to like give the weirdest TED talk in the world but it's uh it, it, it's, that works for you yeah it really does because it's just and then it's just me in the crowd like I don't have to worry about is my am I gonna fall over or right. are they because... gonna hear me because even if I do fall over, I can keep on trucking, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> You're right. And exactly like, uh, you know, somebody else uh, in the like uh, in the past, they kind of recommended to me to try using a lapel mic because they said then I can hold my crutches and use them as props or something. So I never, <laughs> I, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, it's a really, uh, it's, a, it's a neat suggestion for sure. I, and yeah, like, um, sure, let, let's get a little bit into that. Like, uh, one of the reasons I'm having you on this week's episode is actually because uh, this upcoming Sunday, uh, May 26th, you have a special event going on. Um, yeah. A ramp for Ryan is a, is a is a fundraiser that's going on uh, for you to uh, to raise money to get a, a portable ramp so you can uh, tour, right? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, and uh, like, can you? Uh, so within your 20 years, can you kind of ex like tell me a little bit about like where you where you've been so far and like some of the some of the challenges you've had to get onto uh, stages and stuff? Because you, you yeah, no some of your yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, up until this point, I've only done uh, I've only um, thanks to um, a specific comic in, in particular, his name is Matt Dillon. Um, who's a, I love Matt. I know him as well. Yeah. Yeah. He he was the first like him and I. He's like a brother to me. Um, uh, 
shout out to Matt Dillon because he he is one of the greatest people on the planet. Um, because he saw the potential in me a couple of years ago, and uh, was like, and he came up to me at a show, and he was like, "Have you ever toured? Like, have you ever been on the road?" And I'm like, "Not that much, because it's all like I've done, like you said, I've did Halifax, and I did Halifax by mistake. Like, <laughs> I, I was I didn't even know I was. I I actually went to Halifax to visit uh, a friend of mine, Ben Mills, who who sometimes does comedy, and I wish he did comedy more. So shout out to Ben Mills, and if you was if you ever listen to this, get your ass back on stage because you're one of the funniest people on the planet. But uh, um, I was actually going out there to visit him, and uh, unbeknownst to me, he uh, he booked me on his show, and I hadn't done I took a two year hiatus from stand up. Uh, yeah. So I hadn't done stand up in two years, and he booked me on a uh, on a weekend, a full weekend set of shows at, at Joker's, which used to be a comedy club in Halifax, but it no longer exists. But um, yeah, so I didn't know I was doing the show, and uh, I get to Halifax, and he's like, oh, oh, by the way, tomorrow and the next day, like you're doing stand up, you're doing uh, uh, four shows in two nights uh, and stuff. And uh, oh wow! And I was like, "What? I haven't done stand up in two years." And he's like, "I know, but it's like riding a bike." And I'm like, "Bro, I've never ridden a bike in my life. Like, <laughs> I don't get that expression. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, man." Um, yeah. But he's like, "Oh, no worry, you'll, you'll remember." And then, and then I got there, and uh, I got to the club, and uh, and I found out that Dylan Reimer, the the same guy I was talking about earlier that was hosting my first ever show and uh, Simon King were on the show. So it was all three comics from Vancouver that were in Halifax all performing together. So it was a very comfortable uh, uh, show, set of shows for me. And um, that's when I met Peter White. And then Peter White ran that late night talk show that you were yes. in the earlier where you saw an interview with me. Um, yeah. Shout out to Peter White too. I'll, I'll uh, post a link to that. That's really pretty yeah. funny to check out. I really enjoyed that. Your uh, your creative. Uh, you were very creative uh, on the spot with with the jokes and stuff. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. People thought that was all scripted, but that was just us having a conversation. So yeah. when, there's a point when you watch the video. There's a point when he puts his head down on the desk and he's just like, I can't. I can't, like, <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah, you couldn't stop laughing. I saw yeah. that. Was, he, was kind of, he was trying yeah. to get some closure back, and he could not get it back at all. So <laughs> It was because of the uh, the rocket boosters on your wheelchair, right, or something like that? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to, well, well, tell you what, we don't want to give it away. Right. Let the people watch it. And, uh, right. And, um, yeah, but. That's so, true. So I went, I went and did those shows, and then I that was uh, like five, six, uh, seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came back to the city, and when I came back, I uh, uh, there was a bunch of like Facebook messages and emails from other comedians that ran shows in the city, and they're like, uh, "We hear you're doing stand up again. We want you to come back." So then, uh, yeah, so then I started doing it again. But to get back to the whole Matt Dillon thing, he was yeah. the first comedian that ever took me on the road. 
Um, and that's before I had a portable lift and a portable ramp that we're trying to get now. Um, yeah. So we had to like manhandle me, and it was it was kind of uh, difficult physically to be able to do the shows. But once I got to the show, like it was just uh, he's like nothing else matters, man. Just be funny, and uh, and ever since then, like I worked with him a ton, and he's like. Like I said, the guy's like family to me. I, I would take a bullet for him and I'd give him a kidney. Hell, he can have my legs. They don't even work. So he can have those as far as I'm concerned. You know, like, um, yeah. he, he gave me the confidence in myself to, to do what we're doing now. And that's trying to get the tools in place so I can safely go with my caregivers and travel the world and just make people happy and make people laugh. And, share my brand and shits and giggles with the world so that's awesome i love that and uh so i'm looking a little bit into the event here uh on sunday and uh you know i i see there's um you know there, there's still tickets available it is in vancouver but for a lot of people uh some of my audience is uh in in vancouver is there another place they can go to to donate to your cause and uh help you uh help you uh with your touring and the rap you know what, man? Like you, you, they can go on the Eventbrite. The, uh, I think it's Ramparine. Uh, Eventbrite.ca or something. You can go on yeah. where, you, where you order the tickets, and you can actually, um, you can do non uh, non ticket donations. So you can like, uh, if people want to donate, like even uh, ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever they want, whatever they can afford. Every little bit helps, man, because all. All this medical equipment shit that that, uh, that I need to live my life and to yeah. my career is so flipping expensive that uh, that we need all the help we can get because it's ridiculous the amount of money they charge for this stuff. So I can imagine, man, and and uh, so I mean I I saw a little bit of the information as to how uh, how how the donations and things are going so far. Uh, it seems to be going pretty well. Like last time I checked, uh, you were at about uh, 69% funded for it. Um, yeah, now we're now we're actually close to 85% now. So. That's fantastic, man. Uh, what are what are some of your goals once you like once you get the funding and once you get the ramp? Um, like, are you do you have uh, have places in mind to go, or, or, or you know? Uh, man, man, you know that expression, the world is a stage and we're all actors upon it? Like, yeah. I just want to see the world and make people laugh, bro. Like, uh, I, I want to be able to, to uh, my goal is, uh, I just want to be financially stable, like everybody else does in the world, but, but uh, when, specifically when you have a disability, because I'm a, I depend on income assistance. Yeah. Um, I've never really been able to feel like uh, I've made my own way and I can live my life the way I want to. Like, I'm not saying I want to be a baller and a drug owner and have like $9,000 shoes. <laughs> but yeah, no. I just want to live comfortably and, and, and I think yeah. if I had a stable income coming in, uh, it would take a lot of the pressure off my family and my friends because then they wouldn't have to worry about me so much, you know? Yeah, but, man, I understand uh, even for me having a disability, you know, like uh, my my uh, 
disability, like my CP isn't as severe, but you know, I, I still go to, uh, like I, I do, I, I try to go for like job interviews and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't tell them that I have a disability beforehand. And then they look at me and, you know, I had an interview one time and it was at Walmart and then they asked me how it was with ladders. Right. So, you know, like, What's yeah, the, yeah. Well, what am I supposed to say with that stuff, right? You know, like, no, dude, I totally respect that <laughs> because I've I've been on uh, specifically like four different uh, government programs that are supposed to help people like us find employment, and yeah, most of the interviews that they set up, uh, people love my credentials and they love me because I'm I'm actually really well educated, like uh, I. Uh, I have three university degrees, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to brag about myself or nothing, but, I, like, if I was able-bodied, I could get a job, no problem, you know what I mean? But right. because, because it takes me a, a while to do things, people are like, well, we can find something that can do that faster, and then those that's, are the people they go after. So that's yeah. why I love stand-up, because no matter my speed... As long as I'm funny, it doesn't matter how long it takes me to do shit, you know? Um, people just want to, they're like, we were at a comedy comedy show and relax and have a good time. Like, entertain me right. and I can do that. So, you know, that's why, yeah. I, that's why I love stand-up, uh, because my disability doesn't matter. Uh, um, it yeah. matters as, lo as long as you're funny, that's all that matters. Like, who gives a shit what you look like? Nobody cares. That's yeah. true, man. And and uh, an interesting question I have for you that I don't get to ask a lot of comics because uh, there's not a, a lot of uh, disabled comedians out there. And I don't want to, like, like I, I hate saying that, too, calling us disabled comedians because it's like I don't want to be known as a disabled comedian. I just want to be known as a, as a, com like a comedian who's funny but also happens to have a disability, so that's some of what I talk about on stage, right? But oh, exactly. I mean, I, I can't avoid it. Like, I show up in a power chair, and people, like, I can hear the audience go, like, what the hell? Like, you can feel the tension. Right. I, I, I say this to people all the time. Whether I want it or not, when I step on stage, I have people's attention. So I have to be on all the time. Like, I can't have a suit. I can't have a shitty show at this point. I have to just keep coming away and, and keep plugging away and, and doing good because people, people will, they might not remember my name, but they'll remember the dude in the wheelchair. You know what I mean? Right. Well, what I remember, what I, what I wanted to ask kind of is like, cause sometimes depending on where I am, uh, I'll, I'll be doing, you know, like, you know, you're, you're opening jokes kind of thing and you want to start off with a bang and then, I, I hear a lot of like audible awes and like that that sucks and like you know what I mean like you know like people are, there, are supposed to be there to laugh and it's just kind of like you know you try to you, you fight through it I guess but it's I don't know what it is about that where where people maybe some do you find sometimes they're like hesitant to laugh or they're awkward yeah. about it yeah but you know what when it when push comes to shove funny is funny man. You yeah, know, like that'll that'll shine through. You know, uh, a lot of people have difficulty uh, for various reasons, whether they're disabled or not. Whether it might be they have an accent or they might have a certain look about them or something. So everybody's got something about them. 
but they have the like conquer. But that's true. Funny is funny, no matter what, man. Like, like uh, again, uh, I'm not again. I'm not trying to brag about myself, but but I finished second in the Vancouver Yuck Off, which is like a, a national comedy competition. Yes. Yeah. Out in Vancouver. I finished second three years in a row. Like, That's and fantastic, was, man. And it wasn't because I was in a wheelchair and people felt sorry for me that they voted for me. It was because I was that funny that people are like, you deserve to uh, to be in the finals and you deserve the prize money and stuff. So, yeah. I, I did have a point in my career where all I did was wean on, oh, I'm, I'm the, they were all like, I mean, wheelchair jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And eventually, eventually that um, that changed because I changed who I was as a person as I got older because I realized that I was letting my disability define me as a comedian and that wasn't fair to my sense of humor because my disability, even though it relates to some of the things I say on stage, it's not what makes me funny. Uh, I'm what makes me funny. And... Once I realized that, um, I was a lot more comfortable on stage and and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's so true, man. And like, uh, I mean, to further that a little bit, uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit, like, you what what your do you have a particular like creative process? Like, are you um, like I know, you know. You said in your act, like you're you're an uncle and stuff, so that must be some other um, inspiration or some some way to get jokes and stuff like that. But do you have, like for me, the weirdest thing is I always find I I get inspiration for material when I'm like in the shower and I never have paper or something to record it when I'm in the shower. It's it's weird though, but uh, you should keep like a something by the shower. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always like, uh, I always find myself, you know, kind of scrambling and writing down things or I have my phone by there and I record something, but it's, do you have a particular process when you're writing? Um, or is it just kind of whatever you, whatever you think of or like, are you writing? Yeah. Honestly, uh, until recently, like I never really wrote any of my jokes down. I really even don't do it now. Um, I've just got so used to retaining information in my head throughout right. my educational career. Like, and the only thing they ever taught me how to write was my name. So I have a joke in my act where sometimes I say, like, if I had the, the comedics, uh, the comics traditional uh, joke book, it would just be a bunch of dick jokes written in other people's handwriting. Like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I... I just trust my ability to to be funny. I do have like bits that I that I um, that I can go back to, and if I need to, uh, I need to grab something out of the air and be funny. Uh, yeah. Do that, but most of the time, man, I uh, I live I live and write by two rules, and that's uh, if you want to be funny, you tell the truth, and uh, and because the truth is always funny. And if you want mm -hmm. material, just live your life, and and your life will bring the material. So that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, I have people around me that uh, like.
I've been well Fitzpatrick to him. Uh, he used to live in Calgary and now he lives on here. Well, he's bounced back and forth between Calgary and Banff and on here quite a bit. Yeah. But he's on here now and he he's another person that I, I lean on a lot and we we work on a lot of my material together because he always says he'll be happy uh, with me when I'm I'm at a point where I'm happy. So um, that's why we're trying to like get this whole touring thing together and just get me on the road and get me experiencing new things and going to new places and and getting new inspiration from material and better stories to tell and things like that. So that's cool. I know. Uh, you know, I think when I when I read some of your stuff, you know, um, originally you were. You're uh, bo- born in Leduc, or you lived there till you were uh, 15 or so. Yeah, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you yeah. have you have you gone back since, or do you have family here at all, or? I, I do have family in Alberta, and uh, I have lots of friends back home. Uh, yeah. I I've been uh, like I did the laugh shop a few times in Calgary, and I've done a lot of like the local. I did uh, last time I was in Calgary. Thanks to uh, comedian Katie Westman, uh, she booked me on like nine shows in five days. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. In Calgary, and I, I headlined one of the, the local shows in Calgary, and uh, and then I did the laugh shop. I I opened for uh, Matt actually, Matt Dillon, um, there. And I I want my one of my goals is once we get the ramps and the lift. Well, we have the lift already. I picked it up on Tuesday. Um, once we get the ramps, uh, my goal is to, to try and go back home and maybe talk to like Lisa Baker. Because I know she... She's fantastic, she, man. I think she lives in Leduc. Um, uh, she She's in Edmonton, yeah. But she knows a lot of... Uh, well, she runs her own uh, open mic at... Uh, on Sundays. So And, and then there's... Obviously, like there's a lot of great comedians in Edmonton that'll uh, that'll help you find stage time. I know. What I want to do is basically like uh, I want to come back and like do a big show from my hometown, basically, um, because a lot of them know I do stand up, but they've never actually seen it outside of like the YouTube videos and stuff that you saw. So I'd like yeah. to go home and just be like, boom, this is like a like. Uh, this is me coming back and, and, and giving back to my hometown, so, um, that's cool. I'd love, I'd love to be able to do something like that, and I'm, uh, one of my goals is actually to start talking to Lisa and try and set something up, maybe, or something. Yeah, that, that is awesome, you know, I, I did have a, have a question for you, you know, because you said you've been, you've been doing comedy, you know, uh, for about, uh, like, two decades now and for me like I'm, I'm uh, about four years in and uh, I'm, I'm loving like every minute of it, of it basically but I was wondering because you know you said at some point you know the switch kind of went off in your head where you said you know like you were doing a lot of um, you know wheelchair jokes and how like I'm in a wheelchair kind of a thing what uh, when was that uh, when was that moment for you where, where you you know where you switched it up and you realized you know like uh, you know, I really have something special here. Like uh, you know, I can I can take this far, and you know, just as long as I you know write, uh, you know, just write about my life in general or the experiences I'm going through. 
No. There's a moment. I don't think there was a specific moment. I think what changed the whole my my whole approach with the I'm in a wheelchair material that I used to write all the time was I was uh, sitting in my apartment with um, with Ben Mills, the guy that I mentioned earlier, and the one that I went to go visit in Halifax and sent me up on those shows. And we were sitting in my apartment, and he looked at me and he's like, Ryan, you were one of my best friends, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you're, I'm in a wheel, I'm in a wheelchair material is the weakest part of your act. Like, you're more than your wheelchair. Your wheelchair is just something you use to get around in. And, uh, and from that point, man, I was just like, yeah, it's not my disability that made me funny or the fact I'm in a wheelchair. It was me and the thoughts I had and the words that were coming out of my mouth. So, um, I just think so. Like, I know that it'd be ridiculous for me to do shows and, and not mention that I'm in a wheelchair. That'd be insane. But, yeah. Um, I, but, yeah, I try and just be me as much as possible, man. And, uh, and, uh, well, what I admired, especially like seeing some of your clips, you know, like I admired how, uh, how, how quick you are with, you know, even even if if you're having a, a moment where you're not like if you if you lose track of something, you know, you make a quick joke about uh, about it and kind of get back on track, you know. Uh, well, you know where that comes from is uh, I'm a huge hip hop fan, like massive, and uh, I I respect a lot of like um, battle MCs and people that can just like think on their feet and like put rhymes together. And, yeah. And I actually, uh, I gained a lot of respect for that. And I've always been pretty quick on my feet, so to speak, because, I mean, growing up as a kid, uh, I was picked on a lot for being in the wheelchair, and, and kids can be mean, right? Yeah, no like, kidding. Assholes. So Did you have- I would just have to like, defend myself. And I would defend myself by, uh, like, cracking jokes and making them laugh and kind of distracting them from the fact they were making fun of me, you know? So, yeah. I've just always relied on my ability to, like, riff and think on my feet, and I'm, I'm very comfortable, like, uh, I'm one of those comedians that want crowds to heckle me and want crowds to to engage in conversation. Like, I did yeah. shows in uh, Laughlin's in New West in the beginning of April, uh, New West Ministry, well, Shout out to Laugh Lines Comedy Club, um, uh, where I uh, I spent uh, 15 to 25 minutes of my set talking to people in the audience and just having, like, still making jokes and still being a comedian, but mm-hmm. doing that, like, crowd work more than uh, my own material. And then there was halfway through my set where I realized that I hadn't even told one of my actual jokey jokes yet. <laughs> yeah. And it was just conversations with different people. Like, and the crowd was eating it up. Like, I was still, like, like making them laugh and still was doing my job. So I still deserved the paycheck I was getting. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't the traditional, like, joke, punchline, joke, punchline kind of thing, you know? It was uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, Yeah, like, that's, that's amazing, man. That's almost the best part is when you just, you know, you're... You're having fun and like the the pressure's kinda off then, right? You know, you're just kinda Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, 
in the moment. Spitballing with the audience, right? And seeing what they're up to today, you know, kind of a thing and having a conversation. And that's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, that's one of the reasons I love stand-up is you can do things like that. You can, you can take it any which way you want. Like, and yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, uh, and uh, I guess one of the, my last questions here, you know, you, or I have a couple more. I always do, but, um, Oh, it's okay, man. I got nothing to do today, so. <laughs> That's all right. That's cool. Um, so I was going to ask you, like, uh, you know, you were talking about having done the uh, the Yuck Off in Vancouver uh, a few, a couple of times. Um, actually, mistakenly, last last year or year and a half ago, maybe, I, I registered for the Yuck Off in, in Vancouver thinking it was the Yuck Off in Calgary because we used to have or there used to be one in Calgary, and then uh, then I got accepted, and I realized that every every week I'd have to <laughs> go back and forth to Vancouver. I was like, I can't afford that right now, but one of these days, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll get out there to Vancouver, and I'll have a chance to meet you, man. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, I was gonna ask you. Uh, so you know, having about twenty years of experience, you know, uh, is there some things that stand out uh, in terms of uh, your favorite memories or uh, accomplishments so far? Well, I think, uh, well, finishing third or finishing second, sorry, three years in a row in the Yuck Up is really, really a big deal. Um, yeah. I'm proud of that because I, 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 I was able to take down some of the best comedians. Like, there were comedians from across the country, and, uh, and I was able to take them all down. Um, I think some of the highlights for me specifically, uh, like, uh, like I get to, I've, I've been lucky enough to hang out with like, uh, comic legend Bill, Billy Connolly and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, when I first, when, my first couple of years in, in standup, when, uh, when, um, Rob, Rob Williams was still with us, uh, he uh, he would often do uh, the Urban Well in Vancouver, and he would go under fake names, and so no one would know that he was like on the show. And then he would just show up. So I, I got to to do a couple shows with him, and I got to talk with him, and we just talk shop and talk comedy, and and I've got to become friends with like that's amazing uh, with like people like Ron Punches. Uh, he's the comic kind of. Uh, LA originally from Chicago and he's one of the nicest people on the planet man he, he personally uh, messages me quite often and we work on material together and he checks in on my wife and and he's like when you get the ramps and the, and the lift ready like come down to LA and we'll, we'll do some shows together and you can open for me and stuff so I that's mean, amazing man people are people are really uh, are really coming together for me and like Again, uh, to bring up Matt, like Matt and I have talked about, and we're trying to put together like an across the across Canada tour where him and I uh, just either open for each other uh, and we switch off on headlining now because I've been doing stand up for a long a long time that I'm I'm very comfortable headlining shows now too, so I don't have to open for these people anymore. Where where uh, I'm at a point in my career where you could put me between like three really big name comedians and I would feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, people 
may not know who I am yet, but uh, the fact that I'm between them on the same show wouldn't scare me. Like, I, I'm ready to do this. Like, I just want to get out there and show people what I got. So, uh, yeah, that's amazing, man. And, like, uh, you know, um, I'm definitely just pretty new to it. So, you know, me, like, <laughs> I, I, I haven't really headlined very much. Uh, but uh, for, for anybody who, you know, is, uh, is thinking about uh, trying stand-up or not sure about it or, or um, you know, you know, who, who, who's... Do it. Yeah, just, just do it, right? Uh, yeah, just, just push yourself to do it. You, even, even if it's... Even if it's, if it's not stand-up, if it's just anything that you've always wanted to do... Uh, Life's too fucking short, man. Like, if you want to do something, do it. As long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting yourself, go out there and do it. You know, like, like don't let anything stop you. Like, I did it for so long. Where, yeah, I've been doing stand up forever, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I got comfortable doing the, the circuit, the circuit in Vancouver, and I would just yeah. do same shows all the time, and I was happy doing that. And then it got to a point where I met people like Matt. And Ron and uh, and they were like, you can do more, you can do more, and uh, and now that's amazing to have those people as support though, because you know, uh, anytime somebody you know like Simon or like Ron, like those people, they if they you know they throw their support behind you, that's half the battle almost, you know, somebody yeah. have somebody vouch for you and say, you know, this guy's not just uh, you know he. He might roll in in a wheelchair and, and look a little different than everybody else, but he's freaking hilarious, and he'll uh, yeah, pull the crowd away. Like, like in hand, nothing. They weren't doing it. Because, they're not doing all this because they feel sorry for me. It's just like this fundraiser. We're not putting this on because uh, because people want to feel sorry for me and all. TV's trying to go for a dream or whatever. It's not like that, man. No. People people believe in me, and I just want to prove to. I want to put their belief. On the road, and I want to prove to them that they had every right to believe in me, you know? Like, so that's why we're pushing this, and that's why it is important to go to Ramp for Ryan uh, on Eventbrite and donate and help me get those ramps, and then I will come to your local town and city and blow your fucking mind. So, uh, uh, yeah, that is amazing. Again, yeah, the, uh, the Eventbrite there, and then also I'm going to. Do a little plug here if you want to uh, find out more about Ryan and, and uh, his experiences and, and uh, book him or anything like that. You can go to uh, www.ryanlachance.com. Uh, Ryan, do you have any uh, social media or anything you want to throw out there in terms of where they can check you out? I know you have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is Sir Gimpy 2006, and actually. The reason it's Sir Gimpy is because the first show I ever did, I didn't want to use my real name in, yeah. in case I sucked. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I was wearing this hoodie that my friend got made. Uh, and it, it had the wheelchair symbol on the front of the hoodie. And underneath it, it said, kiss my mechanical ass. Um, so Dylan Reimer's like, well, what do we call you, kid? And I'm like, well, I don't want to use my real name. And... and uh, He's like, okay, we'll call you Gimpy. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you're going to call me Gimpy, give me some respect. Call me Sir Gimpy. So that's where Sir Gimpy came from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So my YouTube channel is SirGimby2006. You can go to RyanWilsons.com and it's got all my tour dates and you can even buy my merch. Like I have t-shirts for sale and stickers that help me uh, pay my mortgage. So if you want to support that as well, you can go there. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Living in Vancouver is not cheap. No, man. Uh, I am proud to say that I am a property owner in Vancouver and I have a physical disability, which seems ridiculous, but I made it happen. But I, because I made it happen, I got to pay for it now. So please come to my shows and support <laughs> my ass so I can keep my condo. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks so much for being on the show today, Ryan. Uh, like I said, no uh, we're going to share uh, we're gonna share all your social media and some yeah. of your links to YouTube and stuff. Yeah, uh, you can also, yeah. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and everything else too. You just uh, look up my uh, my name and it should appear. I think on Instagram it's LaShawns Ryan or something like it's reversed, but uh, everything is on RyanLaShawns.com if you go there. So. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, sorry for like butchering the intro, intro there a little bit, but uh, thanks for coming on the show. And I look forward to, uh, you know, I know you're going to do really well. I know uh, the ramp's going to happen for you for sure. And I'm hoping that uh, some people here in Alberta and everybody else can just uh, spread the word and, you know, uh, realize how awesome you are, man. And, and uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. Thank you. It was an honor.